You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week here in studio is Matt Kim. Hello. We're also joined by Justin Davis. Scoop. And Mark Medina. I'm here, Damon. Thank you. You remembered. We've got a great <laughs> show for you this week. Uh, Matt just published an op-ed on our all-digital future and how he's, you're prepared for it. You're stealing yourself for I'm, it. I'm ready for it. And then we also have a really fun listener email about uh, what we think are the best boss fights of all time that we'll get to in just a bit. But first... The biggest news of the week is actually Slim news. PlayStation 5 Slim <laughs> is real, coming next month sooner than I expected. Uh, out sometime in November. Um, and this is two new models, both of the, with the disk drive and without, so same as before. I think they're about 30% smaller each. The one with the drive is still gonna be $500, mm-hmm. maintaining mm-hmm. price, unless you want to store it vertically in which case you're gonna have to shell out an extra $30 because that stand does not come in the box. So vertical users, I guess, do have a little bit of a price increase. But what's interesting is the digital only version is getting a price increase of $50. It was $400 It's crazy. Before. Now it's smaller and $50 more. Yeah. Plus the stand. Plus the stand. And we'll, we'll get to that, we'll get to that, yeah. Yeah. What, okay, okay, I wanna hear Mark. What, what, what's oh, your reaction gosh. to a more expensive digital only PS5? Well, if if the question is is are you going to buy one? Yes, because I'm an idiot. You are. So I've been, what? Yeah, because I've I've been wanting a second PS5 for a while now. Because okay, uh, so I have what? I have this PS5 behind me, which is which is black now, so it's super cool. Um, but uh, this is my office, and I don't always mm. want to play games in my office. I sometimes want to go elsewhere, and so I have to unhook it and bring it with me anytime I want to play it anywhere else. So I've been on the I've been in the market to buy a second PS5. 
five. Might as well, might as well get the the fancy new one. Wait. I almost got the Spider Man one, but it sold out too fast. So, well, isn't the new portal device made for you then? So no, you can just I, no. no cloud gaming. No. That ain't it, man. That ain't it. I know it's not cloud. I know it's like streaming to your console, yeah. but nah, yeah, nah. That what ain't are you talking it. about? Why? What? So instead, you're, gonna, you're gonna shill out four hundred and fifty dollars then. Just, yeah, five hundred dollars because I want the disc version. <laughs> oh well, more than five hundred. Well, yeah, more than yeah. five hundred then. That's uh, the thing. Remote so, play just remote play just doesn't do it for me to answer Justin's question. I've tried mm-hmm. it a lot of times. I have a backbone. I have an iPhone, and it just it never gives me that experience that I want. I want to hold a real controller and I want to play it natively. We should add it comes okay. with a little bit more storage. Originally it was 825 gigs. Now it's a terabyte. It's a little bit more, but otherwise it, the same. There's no like boost in performance or anything like that. Yeah, and they are going to offer this. Uh, in an Ultra HD Blu-ray, Blu-ray disc drive that's sold separately for $80. <laughs> Which, unless I'm missing something, I don't understand why anybody would buy this. Why it would make sense for anyone. Because if you buy the PS5 Slim with a disc drive, don't need it. If you buy the all-digital one, well, presumably you didn't need it in the first place. And then if you change your mind, now you've paid $530. <laughs> Not counting the vertical stand, maybe five hundred and sixty dollars. So why didn't you just buy it in the first place? Who yeah, the heck is this for? It's the, just for you're right. It's just for people that change their mind. Yeah, yeah. The disc <laughs> version. So it looks like it's got that split. So if you buy, and I'll I'll let you guys know. If you buy a disc version, can you take that panel off and take the hard the the disc drive off? I, I wonder. What, but why would that? Why would you do that? Because the panel still is like gonna. I'm not saying side. you. I'm not saying you should. I'm just curious just want, if, if if all they did was make two of the same. They're just making one console, and then they're just selling a piece of plastic, and they just ripped that part out and then sold it for fifty dollars less. But they're like, but if you want it back, it's eighty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That's so strange. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's exactly it. I don't. I don't know if this is like a spicy take or not. I think it's so ugly. I think the PS Five is so ugly, and I think the slim. <laughs> I, no, I, I think, think most people slim, agree with you. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. I have no idea if that's like an unpopular take or not. But no. it's like, I. It, it, I think it's ugly in my home. I think it's ugly <laughs> like in a vacuum and like photos like this. Like, and then the slim. The slim just exacerbates. It's like at least you can make an argument of like you know it kind of has these like lines to it. It's almost like car fins, but in the slim. It's just like blah. They just like slap a disc drive on the on the side that has nothing to do with anything. And I just I don't I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it one no, bit. I, I think most I, people. I like the console. I like my yeah. PS5 a lot. I think most people agree with you. It's so big. Also, and like my wife hates it. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's too big to like really fit in our entertainment console. So it's on top, and my wife hates it. She gives a side mm-hmm. eye every day. I have it. I have mine <laughs> up vertically, and it kind of like it peeks out from behind the TV, yeah. and so it looks like the <laughs> bow of a ship is <laughs> passing through the behind my TV. You want to play some and video that's game? why. <laughs> that's why I need. That's why I need a second one because it's so heavy to always carry. I'm getting buff from carrying this thing around my house. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not. <laughs> I also, I mean, you already mentioned Damon. It's like consoles. The the hot new trend is uh, price drop. No, consoles only get more expensive the longer yeah. that they're yeah. out. Yeah, no, the, no the, price or, drop. Or here. the Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch is six years old and is still three hundred dollars. Has never had a price drop. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I was going to say that this, you know, this these slim models are for, they're not for us, they're not for people who already own um, 
uh, a PS5 already, but Mark is proving that theory <laughs> wrong. I don't know. Uh, either of these, are either of these uh, appealing to you? No, I'm not getting one. Okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay. one, D- one... Don't get one unless you like need it. Don't sell your current PS5 though for the like. And I'm not doing that because yeah, there is no price increase or there's no uh, there, there's no power increase. So. No, no, it's the same. One idea that was floated on Next Gen Console Watch this week is that maybe Sony maybe Sony doesn't expect to sell or uh, very many of these Blu-ray drives and doesn't care. The idea is to just sort of lay the groundwork and get people used to the idea of having a separate Blu-ray drive accessory for the next generation where no model comes with a disk drive. Right. That's actually that's mm-hmm. actually a pretty good theory and a nice way to ease people into this all digital future. It doesn't have to you don't have to tear the bandaid off and be like surprise, there's no more physical games, but instead like make that the add-on and make the digital only the default. I honestly never thought of that, but that that makes a lot of sense. I love that Xbox did this like a long time ago. They had a separate disk drive for their all digital Xbox 360 that you just like plugged in. Uh, well, that, that was different. That was uh, what what you, was different about it? What are you talking about? The HD DVD add on or the D- Xbox? Oh no, was there an Xbox game? Oh, is drive? it an HD DVD add on? I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. it was just to play. Yes, it was to play HD okay. DVDs. Yeah. But you can still play all of your games on discs with your regular Xbox 360. I see. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's lots of... It's interesting. Um, Sony's not calling this the PS5 Slim because it's replacing the launch models. So going forward, when they get rid of all their stock of the launch models, this is going to be all that you can buy. So Sony said it created this new PS5, quote, to address the evolving needs of players. How, Matt, how does the PS5 Slim address the evolving needs of players? Uh, it's too heavy. <laughs> players are getting arthritis. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah. Another interesting quote I thought was, our engineering and design teams collaborated on a new form factor that provides greater choice and flexibility. It looks the same. Like, they just shaved off, like, a little bit of the middle from what, it. And just in what greater choice and yeah. flexibility is being offered? I don't see it. The $50 more digital one that you can make not digital? Like, that's 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 creating a problem and then selling you the solution. Like, that's <laughs> that's such a weird way to market that. Yeah. That's video games, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this uh, the Slim models are coming next month in November. We don't have an exact date. Sometime in November. If we compare this to what we uh, can expect from Xbox, of course, we had that big leak last month. Xbox has this codename Brooklyn, which is the... Uh, mid-generation refresh of the Xbox Series X. It's more of a redesign of the actual design of the console. It's a cylinder instead of a big rectangle. And um, it's going to have two terabytes of storage, so twice as much as the PS5. But it's also supposed to be digital only, no disk drive option, and still $500. So there's their top-end model um, Yeah, is no longer a disk drive, unless plans have changed. This is, what, this is all just what was part of that leak, and still $500. So I don't know, Mark, how do, how do they have, you know, PS5 and Xbox Series X pretty much parity, except now the PS5 model, $500 with a disk drive, and the Series X, $500, no disk drive. But two terabyte but two terabytes to yeah. make up for it. It, it. I mean, in today's world, I would... I would I would edge it out to Xbox because I would yeah. I would rather have it, I I would totally be fine with the digital PS5 if it was like it's 1.5 terabytes and that's mm-hmm. why it's fifty dollars more but like 
what is it? It's like 200 gigs more, 300 gigs more. Like that's not enough to charge $50 more, especially since most of the time you can get a two terabyte SSD for like 60 bucks now. So, um, now I, I'll give as far as five hundred. I, I gotta get. I gotta give it to Xbox on this one. That two terabyte hard drive is pretty cool. I also it's, just don't own any physical games anymore, so that's 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 where I go. <laughs> I'm definitely mostly digital. Um, yeah. I think I'll, actually, I think all my physical games are like Christmas gifts now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Mark, it, the Slims are not even two hundred gigs extra. They're one hundred and seventy-five gigs extra wow. to get to one terabyte. That's, yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so small, man. I I can't imagine owning a PS5 and not instantly putting a, a SSD in it anymore. Because like I put yeah. a two terabyte in mine, I can't imagine a world where I didn't have that thing. My but launch it's... SSD is um, is in a sad state. Anytime I want to play something, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like am I really done with? Like I deleted something that was really painful the other day. I'm like, well, I guess I'm never playing that again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, make I, it. that'll free up a lot of space. <laughs> that may have been it. It's kind of a big that, hard. Uh, no, go ahead. I was just. Like, I don't know why that that jumped to my brain, and then Justin saying that like it might have been it. I don't know what it is about Odyssey. We all think we're going to finish it one day, so we keep it around. It's impossible. <laughs> those games. Those games can't be completed. Nope, no. they're too long. <laughs> I do really like that game. Mm. It's kind of a big yeah. hardware year for Sony because they had PSVR 2. You know, they had it at least. It, it happened. It existed. Now they have the Slims. <laughs> and then they also have the PlayStation Portal and yeah. new wireless earbuds, new wireless headset. Mm-hmm. They're just like, Pfft. all this stuff out this year. What's going on? Why, mm-hmm. why, why this year? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Cause that, it, is, cause it, that is a weird Because they don't thing. have any games. <laughs> well, they have, yeah, they just have one. They have Spider-Man 2, which is... I think the uh, DualSense, DualSense Edge was this year as well. Oh, yeah. Their new, uh, their their new fancy controller. controller. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. We're, if, if all this stuff about the uh, Xbox you know, redesign is coming next year, Sony's going to have a full like, year-long head start on, on their, their slimmer model and the, their refreshed design of their current-gen consoles. Yeah, I uh, I mentioned this in a in a column that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, but it's kind of it, like it snuck up on you, you know, like what what did the refresh, the mm-hmm. like slim refresh, because they happen around like four years after the initial launch of a console. It'd be I, three years, yeah. Yeah, and I still kind of feel like the PS5 and the Series X just came out, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I know uh, they've been out for years now, so three years yeah. next month, both of them. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't. Something I don't pay any attention to, just because I have all all the consoles, is you know how much stuff is current gen exclusive versus how much stuff is still being released on PS4 and Xbox mm-hmm. uh, One. Like I feel like I feel like we're probably past the point where like everything is kind of coming to both. Like more and more stuff is kind of finally current gen only. Yeah. Um But like, man, that drug on for a long, long time, didn't it? did i think sure. uh did mirage come out for the old consoles i have no idea mirage is cross-gen it is you yeah. need it for ps4 and xbox one I, I, and i was actually kind of surprised by that i was like oh okay i i thought we were past it as well i think th- this has got to be the last year though right oh yeah. yeah look i mean i'll do i'll, I'll do some research but going into 2024 i don't think we're going to see hardly any ps4 games This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. 
As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, let's, 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 let's touch on um, your op-ed this week, Matt. You, the headline is, The Digital-Only Era is Here, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of jumps off uh, what y'all were talking about on Next Gen Console Watch, is that like, it definitely seems like Xbox and PlayStation are getting ready for, at the very least, trying to offer digital-only consoles to people as the default mm-hmm. console and not as the alternative as it used to be mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's not like i'm it's not like i, I wrote this as a as a uh, you know i love the digital future yeah i love the digital overlord kind of <laughs> kind of piece right it's just more like i mean you're right it's like most of my games now whether or not i intentionally wanted it to or not are digital only now primarily because primarily because like i became a much bigger pc player mm. uh over the years but also uh, like I've been subscribed to PS Plus for years now, and now I just have a bunch of free digital games that you know, like PlayStation's not sending me physical copies of these free games, right? So, right. I have a bunch of digital games now, and it just kind of makes me think that one, I'm okay with that because now most of my games are digital, and so if I get a digital only console, like my library is already there. And two, 
I'm still buying physical games, but I'm buying physical games that I know that I want on my bookshelf rather mm. than just like every game that I buy ever yeah. is physical, mm. you know? So, mm. uh, so it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like cool. It's, or not cool, but it's like, it's like an interesting way of like noticing how my gaming habits have changed where in the past, like I would always just buy a physical copy of whatever game that came out, like Spider-Man 2, for example, I'd get it physically uh, or pre-order it, but now I don't have to, you know? Now yeah. I'm just like... I guess this is just the way it is. I think I can definitely see the benefit for the first-party platform holders mm -hmm. going all digital. You know, um, definitely like they'll be making more money that way. And I, I don't know. I, th I have a feeling that most people won't mind as long as there is still an option to play their physical games. But like, I guess I wondered, even though if you have an option, someone still needs to keep making the games. Mm. So I don't, I don't, mm -hmm. if the platform holders are leaning more and more into digital only, I feel like there's going to be like less incentive for third-party publishers to keep making uh, physical games. I don't know. Justin, what do you think? Uh, well, maybe it'll be like vinyl. Vinyl sales have been Exa on the rise. I know. Uh, six, or eight, <laughs> six or seven years in a row now. Yeah. It, um, yeah. It, it makes me really sad, right? Like for, for all the reasons that we've talked about on Scoop before, uh, you know, and you can go back like, you know, I was on a podcast called Tech Fetish. 12 years ago at IGN yeah. and like you could go back and listen to back catalogs of that and where I'm talking about Steam and like you know at that time I feel like this is more like people have their arms around this more now in 2023 but like back then it was like look you don't own your Steam library right right you're mm -hmm. paying the same amount of money for something that you're just kind of like leasing permission to use and buying into these DRM schemes and um and people are willing to do it not because they're sheep or they're dumb or whatever. They're willing to do it for the convenience. Like, you know, it's easier and it's more convenient and all the stuff that Matt was kind of just talking about. And that's, I have to admit that that's the boat that I am in too. Like, mm -hmm. I hate that I can't, you know, give a game to my friend or neighbor mm -hmm. or sell it or whatever. Like, I can't liquidate it back into cash, you know. I can't, like, I have kids of my own and I don't have, like... I actually literally don't know the answer to the question of like when someone dies, what happens to their steam library? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. does it, does it, I'm assuming it expires with them. If you know, steam or these platform holders caught wind of like, no, it's not you using it anymore. It's your descendant. Yeah. Are you just Googling it, Damon? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good What question. happens when I die? So it's gonna... what, what happens to my steam games when I die? <laughs> Someone's got to look at that work laptop and they're going to be like, what are people Googling? They're going to make us do mandatory HR training. It's fine. It's a totally normal question. Well, okay. I, okay. So in the Steam community, if someone dies, the ownership of your account can be transferred by will. Oh. Oh, cool. Oh, that is actually cool. Um, yeah. That's great. So, you know, but even so, like, that's different than, you know, it's not ownership transferring hands right it's just like the license to play the games and like all that stuff sucks and it sucks from a game preservation standpoint of like there are still carts of whatever sonic the hedgehog you know old mario games and with a digital game it's like you just can't buy marvel's avengers anymore it's just gone yeah <laughs> and like stuff like that is only just going to be further exacerbated and just continue to um create problems for the culture of video games mm -hmm. um so I guess that kind of turned into a little bit of a rant on my part to sort of bring it back around to a point. 
I can make a long, long, long list of reasons of why this sucks, and yet I still buy all my games digitally just because, mm-hmm. like, I can press a button and then it remote mm-hmm. installs and then it's there and ready to play. And, like, these are the trade-offs that we all have to make. We're all hypocrites. <laughs> I just I just want to live in a world where I get to see a lawyer be like, and to this person, Mark leaves his 400-game Steam library. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's no joke. I think I'm, I think I'm over 2,000 games. That's great. Right I mean, that's awesome. There's real value I, there. Like, I will say, like, personally, this is just living in California, so having good internet, like, I, I'm all I'm all digital now. Like, um, I was playing Cyberpunk mostly on PC, but I needed to uh, and boot up the PS5 version for some reason. Apparently, I just don't own that game digitally, uh, but I mm-hmm. have a copy of it on my shelf. And I go to launch it, and it's like, please insert the disc. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. I, you, you gotta make me get up and walk all the way over to my bookshelf. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is so annoying. Put this disc. I never know which way the disc goes into the PS5. Oh, my gosh. Because it's I can't standing do it. vertically. I can never do it right the first no, time. Oh, yeah. I, I it- never know which way it goes in. It feels uh, like it's the wrong way to disk drive. It always yeah. feels like it's the wrong way. I have to imagine I'm like, okay, so the like the bigger side, that's that would be the side that you would lay it down on. So then the okay. Anyways, um, I've never wait. You're I, you're blown. I I've never put a disc in my PS5. I'm just not realizing. There's never oh, wow. been a disc. In, it's like been a disc it's like USB. Good you luck. cannot you cannot do it right the first <laughs> yeah. time. It feels <laughs> it feels weird the correct way to do it. You because the you think yeah. it's supposed to face inward where the hardware is, but and it'll Neat. take it in the wrong way and it doesn't even spit it back out. It'll just sit there and wait for you to like manually eject yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to wait for you to realize. Uh, but the, but that said. California, we got pretty good internet here. Not everyone has good internet. That's the age-old argument of like mm-hmm. all digital, but that's that just doesn't work for everyone. So mm-hmm. that's that's where it always gets a little scary. I I just think, uh, you know, they the platform holders have the data. Mm-hmm. The majority of sales are digital, um, but there is this vocal you know community of people who want their physical games. That's that's your demand. Then I think there's always going to be someone to meet to supply that demand. As long as that demand is there. Yeah, I agree. You you just you touched on something at the top of this conversation, Damon, which is the platform. This is a this is a multi-billion dollar fight to be like where do people buy their games and who gets to take their vig of like I actually don't know if the Xbox Store and PlayStation Store it's 30% is kind of like what's standard, right? Like so if you buy like if you spend five years making, you know, some sixty or seventy dollar game, and you sell it on Steam, Steam just gets thirty percent of that. <laughs> like, just for being, they're the gatekeeper. It's a toll yeah. that everybody has to pay, and like, yeah. it, it's such a such not a small detail, but like a critical detail to like the future of any video game company of like who gets to you know who gets to charge rent for being on their storefront where you know where the purchases happen. Well, that's why there was all that controversy around the Epic Game Store, right? Because people yeah. like their Steam library because, like, that's your home when it comes to PC games. But mm-hmm. and they couldn't understand why people, why game publishers were releasing games on Epic Game Store. But it's because the sh- the the share is so much better over there. It's mm-hmm. like fifteen percent or something like that. Yeah. And it's like it's- it makes so much more business sense. And but people are like, but I I like my Steam library. <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> yep. Matt, a point you make in your op-ed is that now the the discless PS5 Slim is 450, mm-hmm. not that much less than the full-featured 500, which means that Sony values the discless PS5 
pretty much the same as the full feature yeah, one. Yeah, you like it used to be that the the, the discless for digital only version was a hundred bucks less, mm -hmm. and then what the Series mm -hmm. S is how much cheaper than the Series X? Like quite a bit, right? It's, it's three hundred dollars. Three hundred. It right? might be three fifty for the new black one. I'm not sure. I think still. But it was three hundred when it launched. They just announced the the starter bundle today, which is three hundred plus the three months of uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, and so it was like one of these things where like, oh yeah, we we know that we're selling you a, a console without a disc drive, and as a as a makeup for that, like it's going to be significantly cheaper. But with the new PS Five that they're releasing, they're like, actually, you know what? We value this pretty closely to the original. Mm -hmm. Like this is as good as what you're going to get with the yeah. disc drive. So you know. And I'm just realizing this now, and maybe you actually made this point earlier. There's a $50 difference between the disc, disc, the one with the disc drive and one without. But the blue drive that they sell separately is $80. Yeah. So like what? What? Yeah, that, that's what that's what Mark was ranting <laughs> about earlier. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I'm just. It really feels like Sony is like you better make the choice that you want to make now because we are gonna punish you for it if you regret it. <laughs> So the stand is thirty bucks. The digital is yeah. four fifty. So then we're at four eighty, and then the optional. Di so you can make an almost six hundred dollar PS Five if you if you but made that's what, some bad choices. That, yeah, if you make bad choices, <laughs> that's why I said the blue drive doesn't make any. The Blu-ray drive doesn't make any sense for anyone to buy. This deal's it. getting worse all the time. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. The more right. you think about it, the worse it gets. <laughs> Sony's like, it's I'm altering the deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had actually missed the Blu-ray drive. I, I'd only seen the news of the Slim. The Blu-ray drive doesn't does it work on its own? You but it ha you have to use a PS5. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It snaps yeah. into it. Yeah, but could it yeah. play? Could it play movies on its own? I guess like, that's can unclear. You just buy it as a 4K like. As a 4K Blu-ray player, probably not because you oh, still I need don't like think so. you still yep. need the horsepower of the console. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah. they showed a picture. It's just, of it just the, a drive. The They're not calling it a Blu-ray player. They call it a drive. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah. Although it is, you know, at eighty dollars, that's the low end of what you can get a good Blu-ray player today. So yeah. the, the that that pricing checks out. I don't know. Interesting times. I don't think I, I don't think anyone here at IGN has been particularly excited about the news of these PS5 Slims. Uh, mm -hmm. that were announced this week, but it's happening anyway. Those are coming next month. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. Yeah. Are you excited? <laughs> nope. Well, nope. too bad. <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Angelo H. in Pittsburgh did. Angelo H. says, Hey, what's up, Omega Cops? I really like the check-in with the listeners segment of the show. There are always great questions being asked that spark great conversations. However, I am intrigued about one listener in particular, and that is... Big Tony Style! Big Tony yeah. Style! Please do the pause, because that's the best part, lol. I always get excited when I hear his name because he always has really good questions. I was wondering, can we get a big Tony Styles origin story? Thank you and keep up the good work patrolling these video game streets. There's a, there's a lot of a uh, lot of theories about who Big Tony Style might be. They might be a longtime fan of the show that writes in a lot. It, there's also ideas that it might be a pen name for Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, I, to me personally, I think the latter is more likely. That's, right, right. That's probably that. Christian? Yeah. That's probably that. Um, Everyone knows that his nickname is Tony. <laughs> his, his, his friends know him. Tony Miyamoto. 
Yeah, it's true. Uh, our next email comes from oh, Big it. Tony Style. Oh, hey. oh God, oh, you got me all in it. Yeah. In, in himself is here. <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, viewers and listeners, Big Tony Style writes in almost every week. That's why you hear from him so much. Uh, he says, I just completed one of the best boss fights I've ever experienced in any game in Final Fantasy 16. A total oh. visual spectacle with a soundtrack that had me on the edge of my seat. Anyone play much of Final Fantasy 16? Mark? Yeah. Matt? Yeah. yeah. No, they're uh, great. You know what, and, and do, you, do you know what boss fight this would be? If know, he's talking know. about any of the icon boss fights, they're all great. <laughs> they're yeah. all spectacles. They all mm-hmm. have really cool music. They're amazing. <laughs> doesn't he doesn't specify which one, but says it might be the best boss battle in a game I've ever played. I'm curious what you consider some of the most iconic boss battles in gaming history. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, we'll 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 get to Justin in a second. Justin has a different response to this question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark, do you have one that comes to mind? I made a list. Oh, yeah, I like a list. (laughs) I like a list. So I won't dwell on on any of them too long, but uh, I'll start with two Final Fantasy ones. Final Fantasy X, uh, Seymour. He's he's a great boss because he he's one of those bosses that he just keeps showing up. But his final form, I love when bosses eventually just get so deranged that they just like mutate themselves yeah. and just become like abominations. And that's what Seymour eventually does, and it's great. Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth. Not only mm-hmm. is it a great showdown, but after you beat him, it does that like you and him are in this like black area, and the only move you get to do is Cloud's Omni Slash. And it's just such a cool, like, because then he just does it, and then Sephiroth's just sitting there all bloody. It's just, it's a great way to end a video game. It's so great. Agreed. God of War, Balder, right at the beginning. Great, great boss one. fight. I wanted to mention it's that one. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, this is a great Portal opening 2. to a game. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Portal 2, the Wheatley boss fight. You literally send him to the moon <laughs> via the portal gun. Spoilers yeah. for Portal 2. And then uh, Sonic 2. That's my Whoa. favorite Sonic. Every t- I remember as a kid, I, I would always be like, yo, what's Dr. Robotnik going to pull up in next? He always has a different <laughs> vehicle for you to have to like fight him in. And then I was really tired when I wrote this last night, so I don't know how Gruntilda from Banjo-Kazooie made it on here. But I just remember as a kid really liking that fight. <laughs> That's it. That's my list. That's a, that's a good list. That's a good list. Thanks. Matt, how about you? Uh, I also made a list, but mine is on my desk. Uh, but uh, you're while not, I was you're not tethered, no, no, yeah. no, I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, when I was coming up with this list, it was like you know, like a couple Dark Souls bosses, like Artorias of the Abyss, yeah. who, I, who I really like. Uh, but then I got into like a like a Nintendo hole, you know. And then I was like, actually, mm-hmm. Nintendo makes some really good boss fights, right? Like mm-hmm. Bowser yeah. from Super Mario Galaxy 2, for example, is probably my favorite Bowser boss fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ganondorf across multiple mm-hmm. Zelda games is always a treat. Uh, Nintendo just like really knocks it out of the park, you yeah. know. Like they make boss mm. fights that I feel like you don't really see anymore. You know, a lot of them mm. are just sort of a lot of boss fights to me in in the modern gaming era feels like like enemies that you fight before, but with like way better health. You know, but like <laughs> a boss fight in a Nintendo game is sort of its own thing always. Yeah, you know, a little. And, yeah, controversial take. Nintendo they make good well, video games. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I think Nintendo's good at making boss fights that aren't frustrating. Right. So like yeah. in Tears of the Kingdom, there's there are a lot of just like cool 
boss fights that you don't have to like just slam your head against the wall for an hour dying over and over and over again. They're not that challenging, I don't think. You could finish them in one or two tries usually, but they're still fun, you know. Yeah, like they're not hard, but like you just you just enjoy playing through it. Yeah. It's like a fun thing. Yeah. I had some Nintendo ones, but they're much older. Mm. Uh, so Mike Tyson's punch out, they're all bosses. But King Hippo? Yeah. Yeah. You make his pants fall yeah. down and you punch him in the nuts. It's so all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ten-year-old me, ten-year-old me thought that was hilarious, and forty-five-year-old me thinks that's hilarious. I think it's just in his belly, though, isn't it? Uh, I mean, that's what we all said when we were kids. But like, why? Why he's just wearing? Why is that bandage over his belly button? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my original theory. Yep. Okay. I this is a little bit more quaint, but I always like I like all the boss fights in Super Mario Brothers too. I just like the, I always like the idea of Birdo. You jump on the eggs that they're shooting at you and throw them back at them and try climb. Oh, yeah. That's you have to like great. build up the blocks to protect yourself from the fire blast and then throw the blocks at him when you find an opening. I always thought that was fun. There's a cool connection between Super Mario Bros. 3 and Splunky. Justin may know this. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a big Splunky fan. And the boss fight in Super Mario Bros. 3 is Bowser. You have to basically get him to kill himself mm. as he's like, you just avoid him while he jumps around. Smashes the ground below, and eventually he'll fall into the lava. That's exactly the boss fight in Spelunky with a giant head that bounces around. And then in Super Mario RPG, Birdo is a surprise boss in there. You've, you're like, you're fighting this giant egg, and when you crack the egg open, Birdo comes out. That's a nice surprise. That's and cool. Justin, you know, you know the, uh, the, all the copyright infringement bosses in Revenge of, the Sh- uh, Revenge of Shinobi? What they're all like? Uh, yeah. There he is. You fight Batman. <laughs> yeah. You fight Batman and Spider-Man and, and Rambo and Godzilla. Cool. Yeah. Wow. All in one game. And then the final one I wanted to mention. Um, I don't know if everyone knows this. Symphony of the Night. Beelzebub. Beelzebub is a giant rotting corpse that's being held together with chains and hooks and surrounded by swarms of flies. It's awesome. It looks like it was like mm. traced off of a Cannibal Corpse album cover. It's so metal. <laughs> but Justin has a little bit of a different take on boss fights. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did do, I did come up with some actual answers, but when we were sort of pre-gaming the show a little bit, it's like my gut reaction was that, like, I have a hard time picking a favorite just because most boss fights are pretty whack, and I kind of just <laughs> don't like boss fights. But mm. the examples you all came up with are actually examples of boss fights done right, which I guess is the point. But, like, I kind of... I feel like so many boss fights just change. Like you've played the game one way for 98% mm-hmm. of the game and the boss fight's like, ah, ha, ha, no, now you're going to do it underwater. <laughs> and I'm like, why though? Like, that's not <laughs> a good idea. Like, and so to me, the boss fights that I have fond memories of are ones that a don't overstay their welcome. And mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with their being hard, but like sometimes they're just, they're just long. It's like an endurance yeah. test. And, um, you know, like in 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 sometimes in a really uh, blatant bullet spongy way. Um, sometimes and like, I'm just so over all the tropey like, ahaha! I have another form. You thought I was done, and I wasn't. And like, to your point, Mark. Sometimes in a JRPG, it's done for like narrative reasons of like they always turn into they always turn into God for some reason. They have an angelic form. <laughs> That's always well, and it's comic. usually over the course of a game. The Seymour mm-hmm. fight I'm talking about, that's like the third right. boss fight over the course of yeah. this like 40-hour game. What you're yeah. referring to is frustrating me right now because Lies of P is notorious for like, you thought he was dead? He ain't mm-hmm. dead. Another bard. You're like, come <laughs> on, dude. 
I know. Oh, that's and the it's worst. Like, when, you get, when you get the health bar down and then it refills again, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the games do that. Like, oh, man. Like, yeah. So, you know, just there's so much BS involved in boss fights. And, like, but so, like, as I was reflecting a little further, like, which ones are my favorites? You guys actually already named a lot of them. Like, mm. I was thinking my favorite games of all time are Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night. I think they both actually have pretty good boss fights because... Because you're just engaging with the game on the same way, like run and gun, run and slash, like dodge, shoot, like you're just playing the game normally. Mm -hmm. And like then it's a test of skill that doesn't overstay its welcome. And, you know, you learn the patterns, then you win. And so I I guess maybe they're not the best boss fights ever if I'm having a hard time plucking out like a specific fight from Symphony of the Night. But like, you know, I think Ridley and Super Metroid's really good. Like I think I think both the boss fights in that game are both well done. Good picks. Um, let's see. We have another email here from Charlie Gadson in San Diego. who says, with the announcement uh, and subsequent backlash over the PS5's redesign uh, and kind of confusing pricing structure, I started thinking, what are some of the worst console redesigns? Some of which instantly come to mind include the PS3 top loader, the Wii Mini with all internet functionality removed, as well as the GBA Micro. I don't have a problem with the GBA Micro. GBA Micro is fun. I never got one. But I never like, got one either. The, the, the screen is insanely small because that... Wait, GBA? Yeah, because that's going from the Game Boy Advance SP to this very tiny little rectangle. I, I remember mm. the screen being much smaller and I like mean, not as nice to hold as the the Game Boy Advance SP. The micro, it's doing it. It's the it's got a different thing going on. Like it's not trying to like yeah. Y- you know, it's a, it's in a little bit different category than the other examples. Yeah, the micro is kind of like yeah. an, like a fashion accessory more than anything. <laughs> you just put on your keychain. Yeah. Uh, I. The first one that came to mind was one he mentioned, which was the PS3 top, the last iteration of the PS3. I used to work in a console repair shop, and those would come in all the time because they would just be mm. broken. Because that hinge, there was like a, it was it was one of those where you pushed it and, the, and it would just slide open, and then you had to manually mm. pull it back over, and they would just break. You'd pull it back over, and it would just open again. Is awful, especially yeah. because the the PS3 Slim was such a well-designed console and it's it's a really beautiful yeah. console so to replace it with that was like that was weird <laughs> i've got one what's that uh the 2ds i think that thing's hideous oh, that, yeah. that looks like a fisher price toy it looks, looks very uh, it looks like a, a slice of bread <laughs> yeah it looks awful it's like because it, it yeah it looks like a it's like an uneven square uh there's no hinge oh there look it is. at it look at there it, it is. oh get it away from me I don't think I've ever held one, but it doesn't look comfortable. No. And it definitely, uh, it looks, it looks like those like leapfrog, like toy tablets for kids. It looks like the backseat yeah. of an airplane. Like it looks like what you would see when you're yes. in an airplane and yeah. you would have to, you know, your little entertainment console. Like it, yeah. it's awful. <laughs> Side note, when you're on an airplane and that, that thing is on the, in the chair in front of you and there's a games section, do you ever go in there and check out those games? Yes, yeah, so I have curiosity yeah. sometimes. I have too, but they I, never I, work. I've never yeah. played one. I they always never work. There's, there's Doom sometimes. <laughs> what? I've done it at like a Chili's. I've never played the games, but I've browsed them. <laughs> like, you know, when they got the little yeah. thing where you can, where you have to pay and they always they have, have games I, on there. And they I'm have like, games at Chili's? I've, well, I've, you know how it is? Like, you go to like Chili's or Olive Garden, they got the little screen thing that you have to pay on. And uh, how am I the only one? You don't know what I'm talking about? Sorry, you, not, that's for you I, I can't tell you the last time I've been to Chili's or Olive Garden. Yep. <laughs> oh, come on, Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, oh, what what I was gonna say that when I was younger, I really didn't like the uh, the top loader versus the original SNES or sorry NES. But NES, yeah. at, as I've gotten older, I I love them both equally now because mm. I, I think that the, the top loader is just such a good console that it's just when I was younger, I was like, oh man, it doesn't look as cool as the NES, and now I'm like, I think they both look cool in their own rights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I would say on balance, it's like 50-50 with those redesigns. Like the redesigned SNES was like pretty bad compared to the original. Mm-hmm. Um, but like sometimes they're much better. Like the original, I was just digging around in my closet. And so I dug out the original Nintendo DS before the DS Lite. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you want to talk about a glow up. Like the DS Lite oh, yeah. was like beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's still yes. It, beautiful. That, the that's white a really, one. yeah, that's a, the white one's really nice. Yeah, the original DS model is Bad. ugly as heck yeah mm-hmm. and so you know but like so it, it, it's it, it's a toss-up i mean i would say the same for game boy advance to sp right the sp is so much cooler looking than yeah. the original game boy advance yeah uh the not the not the top loading ps3 but the the ps3 the one that the they redesigned one? after the fat one there was the yeah. launch PS3, and then there was Wait, the one after. how many times did they redesign the ps3 four times Dude, three. so many three times so many yeah three times then that's the one that I was saying that I really liked. Was yeah, the was middle one was great. The, the middle one, yeah. yeah. I think that one's great. I don't know why they had to re- redesign it a third time and make it the worst console I've ever seen. But they did. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm looking at them now. The Slim is really nice on the PS3. Yeah. Did they do? Did they, did they do one PS2 Slim or did they slim it? They slimmed it down twice, right? Did they? There is the PS2 and then the Slim. And then they did like a little teeny tiny PS2, I think. I don't maybe I dream that. That's my mm. memory. I remember the mm. PS1. They they PS1 made it. Did. There was the PSX and then the PS1. Um and that was like a top loading. Mm. It looked like a little a uh, little discman. There was a PS2 slim, but I think they only slimmed it down once. I think it went from like around like this size to like this size, but yeah. they only did that one time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm googling it. PS2 super slim. <laughs> Yeah, PS2 Ultra Slim. I'm not crazy. Oh, what? Really? Sound like I'm crazy? Huh? Well, and then I thought they only did one. The N64 and GameCube did not get any redesigns. Is that right? Mm-hmm. No, not that yeah, I can't improve on perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, my favorite case. was the PS4 lineage of of consoles, where they just added or took away stacks yeah. of yeah. the console. Yeah. That made sense. Yeah. Uh, surely one of, one of the nicest one I think I think is the uh, the 360 when it went to the shiny black. Oh model. Yeah. yeah, that was that was yeah. my 360 that I had because I never got the original 360 and I love that thing. That was really really nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, PSP. Is that the, oh, is that the PSP, Go? PSP Go? PSP Go. PSP Go. And is. so this this is very valid. Wasn't that an all digital device that, that was, was very controversial? Controversial and ahead of its time, I guess. <clears throat> well, what, what was UMDs the, though. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, UMDs. They, they fit in everything. They're universal. <laughs> yeah, PSP Go. That was like, I don't even know if that was 2010, 2009. The Vita, they did a redesign as well. And, and a lot of people prefer the original because it had no LED screen uh, versus the uh, redesign, which didn't. And then that's, that's the only sort of redesign that the Switch has gotten, right? The OLED model? Oh, the, the OLED. OLED. Well, yeah, right. There, yeah. there was the there's the um, there's the two hundred dollar one. The so that one. doesn't switch. It's, the switch oh, that the doesn't light, switch. The light. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, the sure. switch that doesn't switch. Yeah. They should have put that in the commercial. 
That brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Sean from Detroit Ish. Let the question begin. Let's keep it. My question, my my line of questioning is informed by whether (laughs) he's in the city limits or not. Yeah, I know. Uh, Uh, Did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, I'm I'm out. <laughs> is, is this game a uh, first party exclusive? Uh, yes. Well, well. Okay. What, walking back, Ooh. walking back, walking Uh-oh. back. <laughs> uh, that does change. Though. It was at one point. <clears throat> it was a first party exclusive at one point. And then they was this game initially a Sony first party exclusive? No. Same question, Nintendo. No. So it's Xbox and probably. Yeah. And came out came out in the two thousands or later. Yeah. And it was exclusive and then now it's not. Hmm. Well, we got it we had we had nailed down console. Yep. Or, you know, at least era. Uh was this during the uh the Xbox One or Series X era? No, that's five. All right, cool. So, so that, that means three, it's a 360 X, X, or original. Three, 360 game? Probably. Well, yeah. So I'm trying to think. Original Xbox games that were first party, most of them stayed first party. Hmm. Well, was this game... Ooh, good question. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, do we ask? How do we phrase the question? First party exclusive, or did we just ask? If I it was said an first exclusive? party exclusive. That that's what's confusing me because I don't know how a game is first party and then doesn't it isn't first party anymore. I I yeah, a game like Spider Man was exclusive once and then isn't anymore, but it's still first party. It's just on PC now. I mean, is there a studio that well, Microsoft? I said it was a first party exclusive, and now it's not. Hmm. I didn't say that. The first party oh, okay. has changed. Okay, okay, okay. So we're good. So it would be something like it could be something like Spider Man. Obviously not Spider Man, but uh, so Halo, Gears of War. But how um, how do those fit the criteria? I'm still confused. So so Halo one, two, and three, and Reach were originally, but those games are all on PC now. But they weren't when they were first launched. Ah, PC doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh okay uh was this does this game is the main thing you're doing in this game shooting guns no mm. all right none of the ones i just listed then <laughs> <laughs> i'm out <laughs> again are you are you racing cars or no. racing the things nope. nope hmm what do you do in this game is this game a turn-based rpg no could be uh could be Hellblade. No, wait, no, the other one. Um, w- so I'm, I'm tr- trying to think about slashies that have appeared mm-hmm. on the Xbox, mm. but it's probably Xbox 360, right? We didn't s- explicitly narrow that down, but it's yeah. not the Xbox One. We also yeah. don't know for sure that it's Xbox. Damon could be That's doing true. something tricky. 
That's true. We should we probably ask. Anything, <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna we didn't want to burn a question. We assumed okay. It is was this originally exclusive to Xbox? No. Mm, oh, hey. Thank but God. All, but but nor Sony nor so that means it was probably a PC exclusive or or arcade yeah. or something something weird. Okay. Um, is this a strategy game? Hmm. Kind of maybe a, a adjacent. There is strategy in the game. That's not probably not the the one genre you'd drop it into though. And that's ten. What genre would you drop it into? <laughs> well, oh, oh. <laughs> so close. So close. We'll get him oh, one you've, day. I'm glad you asked. Dang. Where's uh, someone who's smart when you need them? Hey. <laughs> um. Shoot. It, Did, you, how many, we have ten questions. Left. Do we need to explicitly narrow it down to PC? Let me let me ask this first. So when I said when I said um, when I said Series X and Xbox One era, so that me so that that would imply that this is a pre twenty thirteen game, right? Is that a question? Does that count as a question? Me having to clarify that, but like if I say I mean, it's, it, it's three sixty era, right? This is what's got to be. Right, you would think. I I said it wasn't those eras, but turns out it's like not even on. It wasn't originally exclusive to those consoles anyway. So it's like I didn't nail down a year. I said it's not during those generations. So I'm hoping that means that the game came out sometime between twenty two thousand and uh, twenty thirteen. But I guess we don't know for exact sure. Um, yeah. So did this originally? Was this originally exclusive to PC? No. Right. What the. What cool. So it was originally game? exclusive to 360, and then it's now wherever. No, he said no Xbox too. We yeah, we've nailed that. Not... This game didn't exist, <laughs> and then it came out everywhere. Like uh, so it's a fake game. It could be. It could be. It, so it, we know it's not Sony. We know it's not Nintendo. We we eliminated we all the Xbox consoles, and we eliminated PC. So that leaves mobile. Yeah. That leaves uh, arcade. Oh, it probably is mobile. I bet it's mobile. I bet what it's, game is I it? bet it's Angry Birds. Because that game's like, you would what? say strategy. I would not but, say strategy. But, but you could, and that's how he answered that question. But that's not where you would put it. <laughs> the strategy I... of what what block to fling the bird at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything that Mark's saying. It's not nice. Yeah. Um. Okay. So probably a mobile game. Yeah. Do we burn another question to figure that out? Because once we do, we only have eight left. But then we're in your realm, Justin. Yeah, we are in my realm. Okay. What was this originally exclusive to mobile? No. What is happening? <laughs> this game didn't exist. This is not a. This is a board game. <laughs> That's not allowed. Was it originally an arcade game? No. What are we missing? I don't know. 
don't what care. Are we <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is real bad. But we didn't uh, like we know like sometimes we get tripped up by it being like a PSP game or something. But we explicitly asked about Nintendo and Sony originally. We didn't ask about about consoles. So it's a different it's a different console manufacturer, but after the year two thousand. So it can't even be something weird like Turbo Graphics or like right. mm. fuck, what did, wasn't the Dreamcast what two thousand and one. Wait, Dreamcast. Dreamcast could be, could be a could. late Dreamcast game. The Dreamcast was ninety nine, nine nine ninety nine, Matt. Right. Um, <laughs> so, but like, yeah, a later era Dreamcast game is very possible. Crazy Taxi. <laughs> Would anybody yeah. ever think that that's a strategy game? <laughs> no. That was a launch game, wasn't it? There's also no racing in it. Yeah, maybe it was. Yep, a that's true. Game. What about no, Seaman? No. To be seen, man. Star Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> is, is he the voice in that game? Yeah. He, um, I like, that's like my favorite part of each Civ game is who they're going to get to do all the little like blurbs. Mm. Sean Bean in one of them. Uh, oh, six, that's I think. That was a good one. Um, yeah. Okay. Is this a Dreamcast game? Yes. Oh. oh. Okay. Yes. A late era but, Dreamcast. Cool. We have what seven questions left to figure out what Dreamcast game this is. I mean, six, there's a good chance. It, there's a good chance it's Seaman. Does this game star <laughs> a weird like fish creature thing? No. <laughs> okay. It's Fifteen. It's not Seaman. Hmm. No, definitely not. <laughs> that we can be very explicit about that. When was uh? When was Sonic Adventure? One, I guess. Not, 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 none of that is strategy adjacent. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. The only yeah, thing I could think of is like uh, um, Fantasy Star. Like I was gonna, I was gonna say there's there, like sh- I think there's like a, I don't know if there's a Shining Force on the Dreamcast because it's like you you wouldn't call an RPG a strategy game, but of course I did you ask do. If it was strategize. a turn based RPG though. So what about you did? About, yeah, that was like question five. Question. Okay. What about like uh, what about Shinmu? Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about those games. I mean, they, you know, you're just you're just running around talking to people doing RPG stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. What about Fantasy Star Online? That's what I just said, but he said that there's no to turn based. Oh, oh, I was thinking about the old school Fantasy Star games. Hmm. It, we already we already asked if it was an RPG, right? Or how do we phrase that question? I phrased it if whether it's a turn-based RPG, which it's not. But I don't think Fantasy Star Online is turn-based. I think Fantasy Star Online no. is real time. Yes, and yeah. so is Shinmu. So is like um, so is like so is like Grandia Two. Does, Damon, is this game? Would, would people consider this game like an RPG? Would it no. fit nicely in the RPG genre? No. no? Oh. Okay. So that eliminates any of those weird ones that were maybe strategy adjacent. Skies of Arcadia. How much do you strategize like in left? Resident Evil Code Veronica? Yeah, I have that game on the Dreamcast. That's where I played it first. Hmm. Three I questions mean, and a guess left. Dreamcast exclusives. Like Choo Choo Rocket? 
Yeah, I'm uh, man. I don't know anything about Dreamcast that much. Shin Shinmu. It's a, it's a like what say former Sega, right? That the implication is that it's a Sega first party developed joint, right? Well, we know it was first party, and now right. it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. What's up? What's and up? that actually that that explains our earlier confusion too of like how does something mm-hmm. cease being first party? I mean, there was a there was like a weird fishing game. But okay. <laughs> um, uh, as I say, but that so that doesn't you know it could be Sonic, but that wouldn't trip up a strategy question. That yeah. would instantly be a no because there was two Sonic games. Well, what's that? that what's I that other one? Dreams? Of. It's Dreams strategy oh, adjacent. Yeah. I've never played Dreams. Yeah. Nights, Nights into Dreams. Yeah. That was a, that was a Saturn game. Yeah. Oh. And what about um, Ask Space Channel? Space Channel, whatever. Yeah, it's a rhythm game. You are you are you are getting some good, good ones going. <sighs> Amen. We need it. We need a hint. <laughs> we have okay, three more questions. <laughs> I know, but I had nothing. Okay. So would Shenmue be considered an RPG? Like, did, I mean, did, I don't know anything about that game. Yeah, like I, I would call it, I would call it an RPG. Maybe I don't know. It's a little bit weird. It's 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 unclear. It's blurred lines. Mm. You're running around an open world, asking people about if they if they what do they know about sailors, and you know, getting in. <laughs> like, I don't think the combat is like RPG, but like, yeah, you know, like you're a, leveling up and getting stats and stuff. It's kind of Yakuza esque. And like whether or not Yakuza is mm-hmm. an RPG, we don't know. It is Yakuza esque. Yeah. Was this game developed in Japan? Yes. Well, that's it. It's got to be Shinmu. How do we narrow it down? I'm the only one that's played it. I can't really remember. I was like, "Oh, was it made by so and so?" And I'm like, "I can't remember." <laughs> I... And then I was like, "Oh, does it star so and so?" And I can't remember the guy's name. Okay, we've we've used this question before, so I'm not asking. I'm asking the the panel. Uh, Should we ask? Have we mentioned this game so far? Like during that's a good. Yeah, that's a great. Damon, have we mentioned the game? Yes. Oh. Oh, it's probably Shenmue. (laughs) You have one question and a guess. Or Resident Evil Code Veronica? No, it's probably Shenmue. Okay. Well, it was it was Yu Suzuki that made Shenmue. So if we Mm want to ask that. Okay, go for it. Was it? Did you Suzuki uh, direct this game? No. That brings us to your guess. Oh my gosh! Okay, but so you know it's that you have mentioned. You know yeah. that you have mentioned it. There's, there's no more guess. Okay, so strategy. Uh, so, well, well strategy. Well, Jason. N- not strategy, yeah. not strategy. Yeah. But so, Fantasy Star Online. We never really like eliminated that. Yeah. Game, was that is that a Dreamcast game? Fantasy? It's probably it's probably f- you might use some strategy in it. I think it's probably Fantasy Star Online. That's probably a pretty good guess. It's either that or <laughs> or whatever the weird Dreamcast fishing game was. <laughs> we, does that count as a mention, or do we just say weird Dreamcast fishing game? <laughs> that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, because nothing else we've mentioned, obviously, like Resident Evil. None of the Sonics. Yeah, would, Resident Evil. I don't think any of would count as strategy as, adjacent. Like strategy. I like, think I where think that would even as, pop into your mind. 
As far as wild guesses go, yeah, I think it's a good guess. Okay, all go right, for it. all right. Is it Fantasy Star Online? No, I'm afraid no. it's not. Oh, gosh, I'm yeah, afraid it is Choo Choo Rocket. Oh, wow! Yeah. Dang. Dreamcast in 2000, and then came to GBA in 2001. Wow. Came to mobile in 2010. Action puzzle game, but you know you're just placing arrows. You kind of have to use a strategy to get the mice where you, to their rocket ships where you want them to go. I forgot yeah. that we mentioned this one. Mm-hmm. I might I'm considering sending this one up to the commission. <laughs> <laughs> that got us. The answer to that question got us so off track. This is a puzzle game. Yeah, and I said it's not. You wouldn't put it in a strategy, but like you're using some strategy in it. I don't want to Ooh, say like if you're playing Madden, you're using strategy to pick what plays. <laughs> I mean, you're, gonna, okay, you're the I mean, coach of the team. This is it, also it good out... feedback for me. This is also good feedback <laughs> but, for me. If you don't want to like me to like yeah. try and help yeah, out yeah, at yeah. all, but, you know, my but also answers. like I I think that that when it comes to video games, I think that that's probably just not that strong of a question because there's not very mm. many video games that you can't you don't use strategy in. <laughs> Hey, Mark, whose side are you on? I'm trying to, I'm trying to. I'm just trying I'm, to, I'm not a permanent member of this panel, okay? So I got to try to like stay on Damon's good side. So he can invite me back. It's like these two weeks, these two weeks that Sam are gone were my one chance to get my stats up. And now, oh. now I'm, now I'm one for one in the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah. One, I thought, one out of two. I thought Justin one would get one. to Choo Rocket. I thought Justin would be a fan of Choo Rocket and would get there. I am. <laughs> Yeah, he was the only one who mentioned yeah, it. He, he was the, he's the one that mentioned it. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Justin just didn't game. commit. It is a good game. Mm-hmm. Well, nicely, nicely attempt. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion, Sean, from Detroit-ish viewers, listeners. If you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Reminder that IGN's Spider-Man 2 review goes up Monday morning, October 16th at 8 a.m. Pacific. So we'll be able to talk a lot about Spider-Man 2 next week. Please be excited for that. Thank you to Matt joining me here in studio. Thanks both Mark and Justin. Thank you to everyone working behind the scenes, like Tom, our producer, here in our LA office to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Soup and Wrapped.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.